Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. To call this a wacky Wednesday would be an understatement. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Brad Spielberger, as he does each and every Wacky Wednesday. He is from Pro Football Focus, and he will be here to make sense of the NFL playoff picture. And then at 11 o'clock Eastern time, Mike Rutherford from CardChronicle.com tells us if the college basketball universe will ultimately hinge upon Duke, North Carolina, as we are eventually on a collision course, even though it is mid-December. But first, let's talk about some NBA basketball. And last night was a little weird, a little off, a little funky. Nikola Jokic ejected for arguing a no call. And yet the Nuggets cover the seven and a half and knock off the Bulls 114 to 106. Jokic being ejected on Serbian Heritage Night. Draymond Green punches Jusuf Nurkic. And that could lead to his third suspension of the season. And we haven't even reached Christmas. The Lakers lost to a team playing the second of a back-to-back as the Mavs edge the Lakers in that one, 127 to 125. So, Joe, of all of these headlines, which one do you care about the most? Well, the Jokic one, because I had a bet on it, and it was on my TV, and even the Bulls' Homer TV broadcast was like, this is a joke. This is ridiculous. What are they doing? <laughs> And Stacey King's the guy that has the pom-poms out all the time. I mean, it was so bad last night that as he was going into the tunnel, Jokic, as he's heading into the tunnel, booze raining down at the United Center. This game was in (laughs) Chicago. They were booing the uh, ejection of Jokic. Everyone should have been booing. Everyone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even the the home crowd for the Bulls like, no. Dude, we came here to watch Jokic. What are you doing? And this happened mm-hmm. in the first half of the game. Um, it's crazy. I, I checked out the post game because I want to see what Malone had to say. Because usually he has some very interesting comments that are, uh, are worth discussing. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But they won the game. They covered the spread. And, and he said that the referee came up to him and said, did you hear what he said? And Malone had mentioned he, he did not hear what he said. And then he told him, and, uh, you know, it, it was some it was bad language, you know, but it's 
All of this is stuff we see every day in the NBA. So why are you deciding <laughs> to take a stand in a Jokic game? I just didn't understand it. All it was is he was mad there was no call. And uh, on the way back to the other other end of the court, Jokic had a few things to say to the referee. There was some body language stuff going on and, and a, a, apparently a cuss word. This happens every day. I, I hope this is not a, something that uh, we're going to see on a regular basis. Oh. Well, that's what I had to say about Draymond Green. We are seeing yeah. this on a regular well, basis, and I mm-hmm. am fed up with it. I was excited for the big three debut with the Suns, and here we are. Draymond Green can't keep his hands to himself, and he's a repeat Whoa. offender. It was excessive. It was unnecessary. I think this is deep. And I think the guy's got issues. And I think Adam Silver needs to make an example out of him. This is too much. And he was in total denial talking after the game like, oh, yeah, replays are always going to look bad. It is bad. Oh, I'm not a good enough puncher to do a 360 Uh -uh. and land on his face. You know exactly what you're doing. You are just Mm -hmm. suspended for putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock. This is not an isolated incident. You know what you're doing. I don't know if it's issues from his past, present, but it's coming out on the court, and it's unacceptable. He needs to work on this. Okay, I I agree that, yes, this is a bad look, and Draymond Green, it's all problematic, all of that stuff. But don't you think, though, that if he intended to hit him, that he would have said so? I'm not saying he shouldn't be suspended. He absolutely should be. And this is getting bad. But don't you think, though, Aaron, that, like, if if he really meant to do it, he would say so? Like, he's a very outspoken guy. And I, okay. I don't think he would have. And I also think it's kind of like when pitchers – uh hit a batter and they're like oh the ball got away from me i think he would have lied i think players are not going to admit that yeah they tried to do something here i just he especially since this is the third ejection that he's had this season and we're only 23 mm-hmm. games into this season i don't think he'd admit it i don't think he wants what, more what do you think he was trying to do what do you think he was honestly trying to do i th- that's just it though like i think he was just trying to muscle him off and then no, I, I think there probably was some intent there. Like, I yeah, don't think there was any was. other, you know, act that's like, oh, no, this was a complete accident. No, I, I think this was purposeful. What What's weird, though, is, you know, this idea that, okay, typically he's such an outspoken guy, you know, the podcast, all of that stuff. I just don't know, like, why he would hide this. You know, he has no problem getting ejected. He has no problem getting suspended. Like, he's trying to make himself this tough guy. Um, I, I don't know if this is just out of frustration, but he's still sort of meant to do it or something mm-hmm. where he, you know, doesn't have it personally against Nurkic. I, I don't really know, but that, that's why there seems to be this disconnect for me anyway, where, you know, it largely looked intentional, but I also would then expect him to, you know, have some sly way of saying, yeah, I did it on purpose and he didn't do that. And I guess to me, Joe, to answer your question, it more doesn't make sense than it does say, you know, this constant stream of behavior. I mean, he just came out swinging and it didn't look like Nurkic did much of anything. And so Mm -hmm. the only argument you can, you can give to play it down a little bit was he thought he was going to punch him in the shoulder, something like that. And he just did a quick whirl and, and swung and then it ended up landing in the head. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you do at this point? What do you do? Do we need like uh, something worse than Morant type of like? Wh- what is it? This That's this guy's not going to stop. 
I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, he punched yeah. his own teammate. There's obviously some deep-rooted issues. Even Nurkic said, or Nurkic said after the game, <laughs> uh, what's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needed help. I'm glad he didn't try to choke me. At the same time, ain't nothing to do with basketball, man. He, I'm playing basketball. He's out here swinging. Like, I agree with that. Right. Like, he, right. he's just mm-hmm. not being a good defender. This is taking it to a whole other level where you have to take a step back and be like, all right, Draymond Green, like, are you okay? Like, you need to talk to someone about this because, like, this is happening way too often. And maybe he does need to go see someone and talk to talk to them about his issues because I just think if it's happening this often, something's going on. What number? What's the number? I mean, that's what everybody's going to react to. What is it? What What number is like, no, nope, that's not enough. Is that enough? I don't know. I, I see people 20 say feels like enough season. to me. Yeah, that's a that's a fourth. I mean, that's significant. 20, yeah, twenty feels I mean, maybe about right need, to me. Maybe you do need to bring the hammer, though. Maybe you need to do mm-hmm. go beyond to send the message because nothing is getting through to this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I didn't like? Also, I was surprised. Kerr said he didn't see the replay and had no comment. Like, come yeah, on, man, asked. you're the head coach. Yeah, I had a problem with that. You you have yeah. to keep this guy in check, and it starts with you. So if you can't even mm-hmm. handle this and, and you're not even going to call him out and help him take responsibility for it, then he's just going to get a pass. I, I mean, I, I had a problem with that. Like, you, you need to see this and address the media and take more responsibility for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? You're not going to be asked about it again and again and again. There's no defense. Right. I I think that's what Kerr was basically admitting. <laughs> There's no defense of that. But right. Yeah. yeah. What else are you supposed to say? And yeah, still be sort of a player's coach like that. I get. And also, too, I think if we, we've seen this for a little while now where Dream on Green, like one of the greatest defenders of all time in NBA history. No doubt about that. Can't take away that moniker from him. But maybe he is losing a step. And maybe he has lost a step over the last couple of years. So maybe he's overcompensating for that by being a little bit more intimidating. Maybe he's giving guys uh, on the other side, you know, an extra moment of pause going, well, I don't want to get hit. Then he should I don't retire. want him to go after me. <laughs> this is what he'll have a your fantastic podcast. career afterwards. We know that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he will. Like, if, if you're mm-hmm. resulting to hitting guys all day long, then it's time to hang up the cleats so to speak i mean it this is ridiculous it is mm-hmm. yeah so, something to that effect for sure uh how about we move on now to uh some nfl news and notes so we talked about this extensively yesterday as far as some real concerns for the miami dolphins uh losing that game to the titans at home in the final three minutes they do lose their center connor williams which is just adding insult to injury so i you know, sort of revisiting this idea of how much concern should there be for the Dolphins with losing their center, does that go up a notch, several notches, or not at all, Joe? Yeah, because they have multiple injuries on that offensive line. Teron Armstead's been dealing with something all season long. Uh, right, that's right. that's real. And, and how do how are these games impacted when you get pressure to Tua? And we saw some of that on Monday with this Titans uh, Titans front. Like typically, they're known as a team that's good against the run, but they were getting pressure on Tua. And look how that impacted things. Also, the the Tyreek situation. What is his status? He reentered the game, so you assume he's going to be fine in a week. But you know, sometimes with receivers, uh, there are things that linger. I mean, you need to be. 
uh, 100% a lot of the time to uh, to produce at the sort of level that, that Tyreek has been doing uh, this year. So I have a lot of concerns, actually, about the Dolphins in this final stretch. And maybe we'll talk about the Dolphins in 10 minutes because I, I think there are a lot of reasons uh, to be worried about this team moving forward. Like this is also going to be a, a rough patch coming up for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They face the top five defenses, maybe even better in the Jets, Cowboys, Ravens coming up. <laughs> like this is a huge concern. So, yeah, I think it's a big deal for the Dolphins. It may not be a big deal when it comes to the division, but it absolutely is a big deal when it comes to still trying to vie for that one seed. With the way Baltimore was able to extract a win against the Rams, which we all agree with an outstanding offense, it certainly feels to me like the Ravens are not unbeatable, but they are the head of the class in the AFC. What's Miami doing where you're confident that their ceiling can be higher than the Ravens? At this point, I haven't seen it. Beating down competition and, you know, the defense sort of being inconsistent. Certainly wasn't there against Will Levis. Will Levis beat you. There are enough concerns for me to believe that this this is going to be, you know, a nail biter, a sweat down the stretch. And then when they get to the playoffs, we'll be very curious as far as how this goes, Joe. You know know what? We didn't get to it yesterday on Futures Day. But I don't think the division's over. Really? Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll break. I'm just saying that the Bills already okay. beat them. They're going to play in the last mm-hmm. week. There's a two-loss difference right now, and the, the Bills probably have to come close to winning out. Uh, maybe they can afford one loss in this final stretch. Mm-hmm. At 3-1, to one, I don't know that it's over at this point. I'll, I'll just say that with, with what I think is coming down the road for Miami. It's a good point. It kind of feels like, you know, with a month left in the season, these are two teams trending in different directions. And you you touched right. on the Tua stuff. I mean, that was a narrative and a fear heading into the season. He's managed to stay healthy, but now with a banged-up offensive line, things could really start to unravel. And and there's a couple of wards with Tua, uh, with Tyreek. Those could be in jeopardy. Uh, Mike McDaniel, coach of the year, like all of a sudden things aren't looking that good for the Dolphins. If it, if the Bills can gain a game in the next three weeks, it's on the divisions on the line in the last week. Mm-hmm. That's it. Absolutely, that's all they have to do: gain they one do. game, and I think they can. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Joe is, of course, alluding to our power rankings, uh, which involves players and teams we are fading. We will share each of our lists uh, coming up in the next segment. But uh, also, too, uh, some news that some might consider breaking, others may consider not breaking. Uh, But Tom Curran reports that the Patriots have reportedly decided to part ways with Bill Belichick following this season. Obviously, this has been bandied about for several weeks now. I know I've been asked about it. Joe, I assume you've been asked about it in terms of uh, your conversations uh, with stations across the country. Uh, But Mm -hmm. what do you make of something with this kind of backing? Are you likelier to believe that this will actually occur now? Yeah, I mean, I did before. This report came from Tom Mm -hmm. Curran. He's covered the Patriots forever. He's respected. He's been right about a good number of stuff. So this, you know, it's so funny. They say that this decision was made uh, around the international game. And that do you remember uh, that morning when they had that game on NFL Network, 
Robert Kraft was doing every interview under the sun. Like he was talking to everybody walking on the field. I don't know if that's what comes with the international game. And you have such a, uh, a public figure in Kraft in the NFL as they try to expand the game. But there are a lot of talk, a lot of talk around that game about the end of the season and, and is Belichick gone and like the decision was made then and there was, was that when the report came out about the contract extension, the extension? before the year too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was typing that in the chat. This has been oh, okay. so bizarre. And then all the different links to, like, different teams. The Commander, Chicago. It's all been circulating for a while now. It's. it's I think like it's happening. Foregone conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I think think that makes three of us. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. You asked, we'll deliver our NFL power rankings, which teams and players we are fading for the rest of the regular season. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. MGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we are going to go off the board. But in the meantime, it's time for our NFL Power Rankings. Which teams, which players do we want to fade for the rest of the regular season. A little bit of a mixture. Teams that maybe we want to fade as far as their futures potential. Maybe against the spread. Whatever. But this is where we get to hateful. And we are proud of it. So Joe, how about you kick things off for us? All right. We're going to start with one and work our way down. Starting with our favorite fade of the final month. And number one on the list for me. That's favorite team in the NFL. The L.A. Superchargers. Uh-oh. L.A. Superchargers. There, there is no reason that we see Herbert again this year. It's a guy named Easton Stick, they tell me. And I'm looking at the coaching mismatches that we are going to see in the last few games. Like, if you look past Thursday, which, by the way, them on the road at Vegas, I don't know what's going to happen there. I, I don't have much interest, but we'll find a way to break it down tomorrow. It is Staley against McDermott, Staley against Sean Payton, Staley against Andy Reid. And when you look at that at the start of the year, people probably thought, oh, Casey won't be playing for anything. They're probably going to be the one. Well, that's not going to be the case. There's probably a a situation where they are going to be playing for something. So uh, I see mismatches with Easton Stick and a number of other injuries that they have. It's going to be a bad final month for the L.A. Chargers. Number two on the list, my favorite fade in the final month, New York Giants. New York Mm. Giants have a 5-8 and eight record with the third-worst point differential in the NFL. And, yeah, good job. Good job on your three-game winning streak. I don't think anybody believes that's going to last. And look at the teams that they just beat up. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, they have the Eagles twice. They haven't played them yet. So that's going to happen a couple times in the final month. So I'm going to be fading the Giants in the final month. Number three on the list, we mentioned uh, them in the first segment of the show. Yeah, I'm putting a good team in there. I'm putting a putting an explosive offense in there because the number always comes into play. Give me the Miami Dolphins. Number three on my favorite fade of the final month. What do we know about the Dolphins? What do we always say? They beat up bad teams. Okay. Well, they're not going to be playing a lot of bad teams in the final month. And before you say, well, Joe, they've got uh, an easy game this week. They're playing the Jets. Yeah, you're right. They are playing the Jets. And you know what? Is Tyreek Hill going to be 100%? We're not sure about that. And after that, they've got Dallas, Baltimore, 
Buffalo. Hmm. Could be tough for Miami to cover some of these point spreads in that final month. So putting the Dolphins in at number three. Number four, let's go to the Commandos. I mean, this is going to be an easy fade. The last two games they've played, they've been outscored by 65 points. And you think about that pass defense against McVay and Stafford, against Shanahan with Purdy, against... Dak, the MVP favorite right now. They're playing They're playing favorite number one and two in the last two weeks of the year. It's going to be ugly. Uh, fading the commandos. And then the last one. All right, it's easy. Let's just go against Bryce Young. He's getting worse as the season moves along. This is not how it's supposed to be going. And I don't see it getting much better. Uh, they've covered two games. We are entering week 15, and the Panthers have covered two games all year. So I had to put them in my top five fades. Chargers, number one. Giants, two. Dolphins, three. Commandos four, Panthers five. Love it. Um, we have pretty similar ones. I was trying to find, okay. um, you know, what do my teams have in common? I noticed three of them have lame duck coaches. So maybe that uh, says something about where these teams are right now. Number one. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's on the list. I'm going with the Panthers. Uh, I looked a lot at trends in terms of these teams that I put on the list, ATS. So Panthers 0 for 5 in their last five games, ATS. 3-9-1 ATS in their last 13 games and 1-4 and straight up in their last five home games. They obviously have a home game this week. So the Panthers, it's an obvious one. It's been, what, uh, I October 29th when they beat the Texans by two points that they've really played in a close game. I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to uh, be covering many of these spreads down the stretch. Number two, here's a lame duck coach for you. Staley and the Chargers, one in four ATS and straight up in the last five games. <laughs> no Herbert now. I mean, things just aren't looking good. You got the Raiders, the Bills, the Broncos, the Chiefs coming up. I just, uh, this just seems like another obvious choice for the Chargers. Uh, not a lot to play for, especially losing Herbert. That was just kind of like the nail in the coffin. Then we've got it number three, the Falcons. Sorry, Ian McMillan. Three and nine ATS in the last 12 <laughs> games. Two and four straight up in their last six. I mean, the Falcons are three and eight in their last 11 games on the road, and they play three of their last four games on the road. Is that good? No, it's very bad. We've said that the Falcons are frauds, even if Ian McMillan, one of our favorite guests, cannot admit it. This is a team that you do want to fade down the stretch. Number four. Fade the Blue Jays, too. Uh, fade the Blue Jays right now. Uh, oh, yeah. Another coach that's gone, Ron Rivera. There is so much wrong with this team. This oh, new yeah. ownership. They don't want any stink that had Rivera's name all over it. Everyone in town seems to hate Eric Bieniemy, which I think says more about the fan base because I like Bieniemy, and I think maybe the players are soft. But it seems like everybody's got to go. Commanders one and six straight up in their last seven games. Two four and one ATS in their last seven. They stink. And then finally, this team could have been one. It could have been five plug and play it's the patriots belichick gone after the season one in five ats and straight up in their last six patriots one in nine ats in their last 10 home games you can't even play well at home what are you doing i mean this team stinks 
So there's my list. <laughs> Panthers, Chargers, Falcons, Commanders, and Patriots. I did not have the Dolphins or the Giants. I like those moves. I probably should have been a little more bold and picked a team. There are a couple AFC teams that I thought about fading, but I also have futures on them to do something. So I was like, all right, I got to commit. So I did not put a team like maybe the Texans on there. If CJ Stroud isn't healthy, I uh, thought about that one could be a team to fade as well. You, you know what? I think all five could get fired of the coaches that you of your mm, teams. That's a good point. Like yeah. this is year three for Arthur Smith. Are they heading in in a direction that's positive yet? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Not, I, I mean, I don't think they've been in a good direction all season long. Uh, right. You know, you get I mean, in his you tenure. want uh, with B. John Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. yeah. There's going to be a lot of firings okay. on that Monday. Right. Oh, it's going to be delicious. No doubt about it. Just because, like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know if you have your starting quarterback and you still stink, then yes, that's on you. Like, it's no one else's mm-hmm. fault but your own. Okay, uh, as for my list, I did uh, add a couple of individual players uh, when it comes to, say, season awards and stat leaders and things like that. So there are also places where maybe you want to fade some guys who are getting bandied about as far as some individual awards are concerned. And that's why my number one person, place, or thing to fade is Tyreek Hill. Cancel my subscription. I don't want any more of the issues. We need to stop this MVP conversation in the here, in the now. What is his actual health? What's going on with the ankle? This matters a great deal. He cannot miss any significant time if we're supposed to believe a receiver is going to win MVP. He has also been a less significant factor in his own offense, and this has lasted for a while. Now, through the first six weeks of the season, Hill led the NFL in team air yard share, but since week seven, he is 15th. There are other receivers who are making bigger names for themselves than Tyreek Hill is. He cannot win MVP, so that's why I'm fading him. Number two, a team that did win over the weekend, the Denver Broncos. 
I, I, I can't do this anymore. I am going blind because <laughs> I can't see them anymore. I can't do it. Russell Wilson's success rate is 42%, seventh worst among qualified passers. Part of it is that Wilson likes to go outside the pocket, and usually that leads to bad things when he does that. Lions, Patriots, Chargers, Raiders, they may not intimidate, but if this, if this uh, Broncos defense does not have key takeaways, well, guess what, folks? That defense suddenly becomes beatable, and I would not be surprised if the Broncos get upset at least once or twice against teams we have little respect for. Number three, TJ Watts. We should cancel our gym membership because this is not working out. If DPOI is down to Watt, Garrett, and Parsons, do not consider Watt to have any value because his odds are longer than the others. He has 35 fewer quarterback pressures than Parsons, 14 fewer than Garrett, slower pass rush get-off time, and though he has more run stuffs, it does not matter when it comes to defensive player of the year. It is all about your pass rushing abilities, and he is one step slower than the other two guys. He's also a bad bet for most sacks because the fundamentals aren't as strong to where the other two, or maybe even someone like Trey Hendrickson, could take over that top spot. So do not back TJ Watt for any of these individual awards, please and thank you. Number four, the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts. Absolutely not. I'm going to pull an Elsa and let them go. The Colts are 25th in my power ratings. And while I'm supposed to believe Gardner Minshew will do enough to earn a playoff spot, I say no. The Bengals pressured him a lot, and he wilted two of nine for 21 yards and a pick against pressure? Are you kidding me? These upcoming defenses like the Steelers and Texans, they will exploit this offensive line, and Indy could very well fall out of the playoff hunt, so do not back Indy. And finally, Bijan Robinson, and I might as well lump Arthur Smith in there as well because I just want to. I've been wanting to forever, and I'm going to do it one more time. You are supposed to be the sensational pass-catching running back as well as the speedster on the outside as this true ground threat instead you have 9.3 receptions under expected, under expected. Third lowest mark and the worst among running backs. You want to blame Desmond Ritter for this? No, you got to take some responsibility for yourself. Do you want to blame Arthur Smith for this? Well, I would too, but this is getting ridiculous as far as this offense is concerned. And just about everybody has been a disappointment and we need to include Bijan Robinson in that mix. Are you going to be going under on props on these guys? Probably. Yeah, is that part of the fade? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of the fade. Absolutely, it's it's part of it. Is okay. There are season long awards and stat leading categories. Definitely don't back these guys. But there are going to be situations where I go, you know what, you know, Robinson rushing yards, things like that. No, or you know, reception numbers, whatever. The answer is no. Yeah, Mm Tyreek also the same. Like. I got burned by trying to do the receiving yards ladder with him on Monday. I learned a valuable lesson, and I don't expect to <laughs> oh, do it again. Man. Yeah, those are yeah. risky. It's player props mm-hmm. are so risky. It, Monday night was a perfect example of why the books cleaned up on every popular player prop in both games. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the top five that for that BetMGM put out there for each game, like they all missed. Of course, it's all uh, over. I'm this, so mad over that. Yeah, <laughs> I had that double double parlay, and I added Tyreek into there with the anytime touchdown. He oh. he has had a touchdown oh. in every game, but two games this season. And I and obviously the double doubles hit, and I'm like, it's always one leg. 
something. You know, the yeah. one time I tried to do a the, cross the one that was minus one ninety. And think it's a lock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so bad. Right. The book's telling you, oh, no, this is definitely going to happen. What could possibly go wrong? Well, everybody's well, brittle he leaves this time the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what happens. You leave the game. That's significant. Now, on the bingo card. She wanted yeah, a right. refund. That's what she's saying. She was demanding uh, a refund. No. No. I'm not going to call Venom Jam and complain. It's my fault. You know what you're doing when you, do when you place a parlay. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. You're a sucker. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like, individual bets. Like, I mean, it, it's really not excusable regardless. But, like, individual bets, I'm probably a little more sympathetic if something really wonky happens. But if it's part of a parlay, you know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly what you're trying to do. Yeah. I've been trying to do less props this year because of that, because mm-hmm. it's just, it's so much, especially with football and the injuries. And we, we mostly bet overs, but if you're on a side, at least you still have a chance. You know? Yeah. Like if a, a player exits that a game, tr- it's over. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to think that maybe that's the lesson learned. Like with a month or so left in the season, the chances of players getting injured because they're already so banged up at this point that maybe it's time to back off the props if you're a big prop mm-hmm. better. Possibly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Depends I think I'm probably going to have the under, amount of unders. Yeah, right. Under. Well, but I, you know, I do have plenty of unders and I still bet those, you know, on a quasi regular basis, but I don't think anything, you know, should recruit preclude me. I mean, there's still individual places where I think, yeah, I can still see this happening. Yeah, this makes sense. I mean, there, there are probably some like quarterbacks that others are fading where the prop number is reasonable. Well, I mean, most years it's okay. The quarterbacks are staying healthy. They're making sure to protect the quarterbacks. And then this year has happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, be careful with your overs. Right. Yeah, it's so many reasons for it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth, from BetQL. It's time for Aaron Hawksworth to take us off the board. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, Aaron Hawksworth with you guys know that al michaels graduated from arizona state where i went the cronkite school of journalism he did graduate about 40 years before i did but uh maybe that says a lot about where he's at in his career now he has been removed from nfl playoff coverage by nbc i guess there's been a lot of criticism for al and his lack of excitement i i don't have a problem with this I mean, sometimes you just need to know where you're at. 
have some self-awareness and it just doesn't seem to be working with Al right now. Now on Amazon, some of the games that he's given, I don't know if there is a lot to be excited about in his defense, but I don't know if I have a big problem with this, Joe. I know you like Al, right? Uh, yeah, I have for a long time, but I also understand that at times he hasn't been all that professional this year, you know, like still like, People are watching the game for a reason. They're looking for some sort of escape, entertainment, betting. Like he's probably betting on the game and he alludes to all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, he's not being helped out by his partner either because most people don't like him, view him as a college guy. And he, and he shows that he doesn't have a whole lot in intel on the, the game, the insights at the NFL level. I'm talking about Kirk Herbstreet. Um, but mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with it either. It makes sense. It, and last year, Paul reminded us because it came out after our show when we were talking uh, yesterday uh, about how uh, they were just torched last year. That was a comeback game, the Jacksonville game, mm -hmm. right? And yep. so I was, I, I, I watched it, but I, w I was out, so I didn't. I don't remember hearing the audio because, you know, you're having a conversation. I don't even remember if it was on at the place. So I don't know what they did that was so awful. I watched the game, but I, I didn't hear the broadcast. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was something where it left a little something to be desired as far as uh, energy and passion and all of that. Though I would also argue that I don't think that one game had a ton to do with this decision. I think it had more yeah. to do with the fact that they are trying to promote Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge, uh, who are calling Big Ten games, uh, maybe even like notable Notre Dame games, but definitely the, the Big Ten Saturday night uh, contest and all that stuff. To me, you know, whenever you have, you know, networks with major sporting events, you're also trying to promote the talent calling those games, right? Like it's one of the reasons why ESPN has Chris Fowler doing NFL games now, or why you may yeah. have an announcer who maybe isn't as good with that second sport, but you're trying to promote whatever they are doing because they are the face of the network or something to that effect. And Noah Eagle, because he's on Saturday nights on NBC, here's another chance to promote talent you are really proud of. Whereas with Al, he's doing Amazon games and then he really doesn't do anything else. So I think it's sort of internal marketing as much as it is sort of moving on from the old guard. Yeah, and there's going to be a time where even like Ernie Johnson on TNT is going to be gone one day. And eventually we're going to have to get mm -hmm. used to new voices that we have grown to love. Mm -hmm. Al Michaels is one of them for me. And I think, you know, hearing some new voices here and there, it's going to start to get you used to it. So it's for me, when you hear someone new, sometimes like, oh, I want to go back to the old. I don't like this. It's new. But I think <laughs> if you sprinkle more of it in, you get used to it and you're you're right. more likely to accept it a little bit. Yeah, I, I, it feels like it was an easy <laughs> out for NBC that people are down on mm -hmm. Al with his performance this year. And then what happened last year? And it's the end of the road. I think he's under contract for one more one more year with Amazon. So. I would assume that that's going to be his last year. He, he certainly lost a bit off his fastball. I, so I, I'm okay with the move. By the way, no, Eagle's really good. There's that. Mm -hmm. like he's really good. With what you're getting yes. from Al right now, is it that much of a downgrade? I don't think it is. And they hope to have Noah on their network for decades to come. So, exactly. so why not? So I was looking at mm -hmm. um, the on Super Wildcard Weekend, that Saturday schedule. So the first game is on NBC and Peacock. 
The second game, which is the primetime game, is only Peacock. Did you know this? Yes. Yep. That, that is going that to be a problem. Uh, right? We say Does everybody that... have Peacock? No. Uh-huh. But I was talking to someone yesterday, though. Like, I bought it. Did it was the USC game, USC Notre Dame, was that only on Peacock? Or no, it was on NBC. No. That's why Jack got so Correct. much criticism because they actually put it on NBC. Right. I did uh, a free trial for, like, some college hoops game I was sweating early in the season, but then I canceled it. Like, we say this, oh, there's going to be an uproar and blah, blah, blah. People it's the NFL, it though. like, the month. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the NFL, though. Like, don't you think I mean, I don't even have a pe- Peacock downloaded. Game? On my uh, TV, like I'm kind of. How are you supposed to watch old episodes of The Office now? I'm an old legend now. (laughs) People figured out Amazon for Thursday night. Like it might just be a one-off where they get it for the month and then cancel their subscription. But I don't know. They dealt with this with the Olympics a little bit too, which is definitely not the same thing. But I think people will—they're ready to take that backlash. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. I don't have a huge problem with it. I don't know. Like, I understand I, what they're doing. No, I, I have it. it. I watch it. I don't uh, have it. A few Notre Dame games a year are on it. Right. So I watch it that way. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm i fine with it. But I'm just saying there there are going to be a lot of people complaining about it, though, that don't have yeah, it. Yeah, and then they'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Right. Or they'll go somewhere else and watch it. I do wonder, like, the bar purchasing aspect of it. Like, if you're going out on Saturdays for those games, are a lot yeah. of places, like, bars... I will say a lot of them really bad at TV and sports. TV oh, they're games. terrible at it. Like, oh my gosh. Like I'm telling you guys, million dollar business yeah. idea, bar TV, sports consultant. We gotta probably rearrange some of those words so it makes sense. But like just being the TV guy at a bar, like that Saturday, I feel like you'd make a lot of money. Because no one's gonna like are they gonna be ready for like I mean, which game are we getting? Do we know? Are they gonna be ready to be like flip to Peacock for the second game? It's four ninety nine. Well, the a first month. game's gonna be the For first game's gonna be on know. Peacock too. So you, if you, it'll be on NBC and Peacock for the first game. I just wonder how much of a flip over factor people are gonna be like out and be like, wait, where's the game? And then like, oh no, we've got to get happen. Peacock. Like, right. in, oh, I would think the local TV. markets. I would think the local markets like they would have their stuff together if it's like Dolphins, Bengals, just to throw a wild card and top seed matchup out there like i would think that the bars in cincinnati and miami would have it figured out i don't know that like in chicago a random bar is there they're probably gonna be caught with their pants down for those games <laughs> i yeah. love that expression aaron's favorite term paul is yeah. dying yeah. to be the sports tv consultant on a tuesday night that... for like west virginia new mexico state basketball sure. oh, man. what it, what right. what does that entail in because... a suit with a suitcase i actually think that's a good idea See, I was thinking you have somebody in a control center, like, controlling all the TVs at the different bars. But the problem is it's a different setup. There are a different number of TVs at every place. And the local certain games are more important to some areas. Like, that would be a cool job. What am I in the basement? It's a hang-up, and I'm just controlling oh, all the TVs oh, in the Chicago God. area. Right. Like, what right. did I just yeah. say that? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh. Like, think of a bar Joe, in Chicago didn't you quick. rip this idea <laughs> off of a... <laughs> Didn't you rip this idea off of a Buffalo Wild Wings commercial? We're going to overtime! Like, this is exactly what they did. Just like the control like, center, and they're messing with everybody. You know who's not going to have this issue is Buffalo Wild Wings, I would think. Like, but every no, <laughs> bar yeah. will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. every other place. Yeah, you walk into a lot of places and it's like infomercials running. Or it, the, it's the so news. annoying. And then you're like, can no, oh, I don't know how to change it. And then the game's half over before anyone can figure this thing out. Right. And you're just like, oh my goodness. Right. And then just watch it on my phone. On, and then like if you have to ask a second time or a third time, they start getting annoyed at you. And it's like, brother, I'm here to watch a game. Like, can you figure yeah. it out? And then you're the bad yeah. guy. Right. Uh, yep. I'll just go around handing out business cards. Yeah, I make business cards first, though. Just go bar to bar. Can't wait for Paul to get banned from the local bars. Like, far. this guy keeps coming in with his business cards, and he won't stop. Flip the channel. Peacock. Should I be concerned Snoop. that everybody on this show is thinking about uh, their next job? Like, what's going on here? There's side business. Multiple streams of part-time. Just ask You've him. been in this business? Like, come yeah, on. I know. That's true. <laughs> Very Jake, good. is, is yep. your friend still in town? We need an update. We got a couple minutes friend. left. Uh mm-hmm. my my friend left yesterday. My uh my house guest left yesterday. Uh <laughs> seems a little sad today. Jackie, if no, you're listening, you're <laughs> now is when you turn it off. <laughs> what what do you think I'm about to say, brother? Relax. Oh my God, Joe. Oh my gosh. No, I am. (laughs) Yeah, I was. Oh, that's what I was talking (laughs) about. Oh, man. We should really really start charging for the chat. To, like, yeah, we should, should put that behind, behind a paywall. That's a subscription. A subscription. I love it. There's our side hustle. <laughs> yeah, I can't. So I can't mm-hmm. say that, right? That's definitely not. I, mean, I would I re- definitely prefer can. that you don't. Personally, for my own mental health and my own sanity, oh, mom, I would prefer that you did. I don't see a we, word we there that would actually like, get you in trouble. So... <laughs> this let's include Jake's mom in the group chat. Let's find no, a way let's those. definitely yeah. not do that. That's the premium. Joe, premium Joe Ostrowski does not need my mother's number. <laughs> it's the last thing that has to happen. So how oh, long was the How long yeah, was the return trip to New York? Uh, was it extended Details. at all, or was that the plan, or what? Uh, it was extended by one night because she did miss. Uh, she was originally going to take Amtrak, uh, missed her train by Back like to a New York. Oh uh, yeah. I remember it was those like days. dirt cheap. That's like that's 20 like, hours. That's what? Awful. I, listen, I told her, I was like, you sure? She's like, yeah, but then ended up missing the train by like a minute. They wouldn't let her on, even though it was it hadn't left yet. Came back yeah. to my place, ended up then that getting a plane that ended up being cheaper than the train anyway. And they refunded her. They refunded her yeah. ticket, so it was fine. It was not planned. Wow. Relax. But uh, it ended up no, being like a total no. like eight days or something. Wow. But sometimes you don't want to really leave, and if you're if you're there late, like you know, oh, yeah, darn, I mean, like wasn't wasn't day. mad about it, but like yeah. you know, it was better big time hockey better. She is, so we did a lot of hockey. Get betting. out of here! Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> we did a lot of hockey. When's betting. her segment? Yeah, man, J- yeah, Jake was on the power play all week. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> This is Mike Bill presented by Ben MGM. Coming up next, we debate when it's okay to chop the pot among remaining survivor contenders. We had romantic advice, and now we have financial planning advice. It's right here on the BetQL Network.